I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I noticed the other night that the Brad Fittler medal was handed out, the awards for the New South Wales Blues from season 2020 or from the Origin Series 2023. Uh, and I thought I'd just give my live reaction to some of those and go through them. So we'll start with the Daily Telegraph's People's Choice Award. That went to Cody Walker from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now... I'm not actually sure uh, how this medal works or what exactly it is for. So I'm just trying to find the bit in the article where they talk about it um, just to get an understanding of what this award actually is or means. And there is no explanation of it. So interesting, obviously, that Cody Walker only played in Game 3. So maybe it was for his performance in Game 3, which is obviously the only game that we won. So potentially that's what that's for. But congratulations to Cody Walker. Uh, Very disappointing end of the season with a little silver lining at the end there, I guess. Uh, But the True Blue Award, which goes to Liam Martin, which I think is a fantastic pick. I spoke about Liam Martin on Instagram the other day. I spoke about it on Bloke yesterday. Uh, Liam Martin is pretty much the closest thing we've got to a Queenslander and that kills me to say it uh, and it probably kills all you New South Welshman fans to hear it but when I think about you know a player from our side who would fit straight into their team and that would be picked automatically I think Liam Martin's one of the few and you know what I actually don't think he's an automatic pick for the New South Wales Blues. I think sometimes they look at stats and they look at numbers and they think, oh, could we do better than Liam Martin? Could we find someone else? Similar to what we did with Anthony Watmo years ago. He was an origin player through and through, and we've just got to pick these guys, trust them to go out and do a job. And I really hope that Liam Martin has uh, crossed that line in the sand to now we don't overthink it, we don't think twice about it. Liam Martin is in the 17. I don't care if he starts, comes off the bench, whatever. Liam Martin is an origin player and he's got to be in the side. And I personally think you just lock him into a starting edge spot moving forward for the New South Wales Blues. So I thought that was a great pick. I thought very well-deserved. And if I had to pick someone out of that squad that, to me, is a true state of origin player, a true New South Welshman, a guy that could play origin and do well in origin in any era that it has ever been played in, Liam Martin would be my guy. So very, very happy to see him given that award. Uh, one of his Penrith teammates actually took home the Brad Fittler medal. And I thought this was very well-deserved. Brian Toe. 
now the reason why I want to point this one out and talk about it, obviously this is something I've been talking about since the 2020 grand final. Uh, made a big song and dance about Brian Tyo and how he's doing things that we haven't seen before. Said the same thing after the 2021 grand final, same thing after the grand final last year. Rep Games, this guy is just on another fucking level. He is unbelievable. And, you know, I, the thing that annoys me with rugby league fans sometimes is that when something is happening right in front of our eyes, we refuse to see it uh, and we refuse to believe in it and we just we refuse to think that something that is happening right now could be as good as something that has happened in the past or a play out from the past. And we just... I think there's a lot of rugby league fans who just go, no, nah, not possible, and just completely ignore it when they have got something very special unfolding in front of them. I think the Penrith Panthers is a great example. I've been saying for a long time this team they are something very very different and here we are they're on their way to their third grand final in a row they're the red hot favorites and it could be their third premiership in a row with the amount of you know changes and whatnot in their team i remember talking to a south sydney fan after the 2021 grand final uh the, the rabbitos have obviously lost and he said to me and i think it is just one of the stupidest quotes i have ever heard in my entire life he said to me the penrith panthers wouldn't have won a comp in any other era they can only play one style of football and it's peter vlandy's ball now obviously uh there was a lot of saltiness in that a very upset South Sydney fan that did say that to me. But I just sat there and went, fuck, how can you not at least sit back and just respect what this Penrith Panthers team is doing right now? Uh, I laughed at it and said, mate, they're going to show you very, very quickly uh, that they can play in many different styles. They come back in 2022, they win the premiership completely differently. You have a look at how they did it in 2021 compared to 2020 when they went all the way to the grand final. 2021, they went off just defense and a great kicking game. And then 2022, they come out and blows teams away with the expansive footy and 2023 I think it feels a little bit closer to 2021 but I think it will be a little bit of a um, a hybrid of those two premierships so I just think at times though as rugby league fans we are very very protective of the past and the history which is a good thing don't get me wrong uh, but I think the Panthers are a great example I think within that side like what Nath Cleary is doing at the moment uh, he's 25 years old he's still got so much ahead of him and you know when you compare him to Freddie Johns, Lockie, these sort of guys, people get very, very upset. But, I mean, you know, none of those guys won back-to-back premierships. You know, Nate's already done that uh, at the age he's at and everything. So, like, he is definitely in that conversation. There's no doubt about it whatsoever. And if you spend all your time denying it, ignoring it, trying to push back on it in the hope uh, that it all falls apart, you miss out on seeing something very special. And I always use the example, like, do you not think that when Joey was coming through in his career and people saying he could be better than Sterling, these older fucking idiots were going, not a hope in hell, no way, no one can be better than Sterling, no one can be better than Wally Lewis. Same as, you know, when Sterling and all that was coming through, there would have been, you know, people in that generation that would have said, geez, these guys could surpass Langlands. These guys could surpass Churchill, all these sort of guys. And it would have been the same crowd from 30 years before saying, no way, can't possibly happen. We like to protect history in rugby league, but we need to accept that the game is always moving forward forward and the game should always be moving forward i remember talking about Payne haas a couple of years ago saying that you know he is different to every front row forward we've ever seen you know the older generation no oh, he's no shane webke he's no petro seven deceiver yeah you're exactly right he is no shane webke he's no petro seven deceiver he is a newer version of those that suits the modern game that realistically he is probably a better player than those guys is he a better player as far as his time, maybe not compared to how good Webke and Seven Receiver were in their time. But just as players alone, 
I believe he is a better player solely because of the way that rugby league has changed and he should be becoming a better player. And he is a better player because of the foundation laid by Webke, by Seven Receiver, by Roach, by Beetson, all these guys, which has led to every all these guys grow up watching the last generations, taking parts of their game, adding it to theirs, and wanting to improve on it. And then you get the end result of the paint horses. And in 20 years' time, there will be someone that is a front row forward that is doing things like paint harsh, but at another level because we will keep developing. It is just the way the game evolves, and it's the way the game should evolve, and we need to embrace it. And I think Brian Toto is a fantastic example. I've been saying this for years about Brian Toto. Just watch him. Watch how much work he gets through. We've never seen someone do this like he does before. And, you know, people say to me, nah, Wendell did it. Matt Utah, Lottie Takira, you haven't watched the game. No, 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 you haven't watched the game. You haven't actually gone back and done the numbers on it and seen the sort of runs that these guys are having and the sort of meters they're going for. Brian Toto is at a brand new level. You go back 10 years ago and you can literally go onto NRL.com and have a look at the stats. People say to me, oh, you know, Blake Ferguson, he'll never get near him. Blake Ferguson's absolute peak was 200 meters on average per game. That is his absolute peak season when he was at his doing his absolute best work. You have a look at Brian Toto now. Some of his disappointing seasons are that. The game is elevating. It is always elevating, and people like to protect the history and the past players, and I appreciate and love that. But with guys like Brian Toto, we have got to start to just appreciate what he is doing week in, week out. It is simply incredible. You have a look at Brian Toto. He's played 20 games this year. Post-contact meters, he's got 1,406. Yeah, 1,406. Divide that by 20. That's 70 post-contact meters per game. That's post-contact. Yeah, the only two guys ahead of him are Adam Fenua Blake and Payne Haas, who are only slightly ahead of him, and they are front row forwards who are designed to bend the line. What Brian Toto does is unbelievable, and we really need to start appreciating what this guy is doing, and you need to start just accepting that he is taking it to a new level. It is unbelievable. You have a look at his run meters this year, Brian Toto. He's had 4,077 run meters, right? You divide that by the 20 games that he has played. You're looking at 203 run meters per game. Remember how I said Blake Ferguson, his absolute peak when he had that season where we all fell over each other going, oh my God, how did he do this? He was at 200. So Brian Toto this year, which you know you could argue isn't even his greatest year, he's blowing that out of the water because this is the sort of guy that Brian Toto is. And same as Payne Haas, there will be guys that will come in, come into the game over the next 20, 30 years and they will entirely base their game around Brian Toto and what he does and the meters that he runs. You go back to season, what was it, 2021, Brian Toto averaged 245 run meters per game. His last two seasons, he's averaged 203 run meters per game on the nose. So in his last three seasons... He has averaged more than Blake Ferguson that did the, that, that year that we all fell over. And you have a look at him for the New South Wales Blues. I'll get the stats up now, but I believe it's even more impressive what Brian Toto has done over the years. And I think it is so good that he, that he gets this award. I want you to consider this. He's a winger, right? He's a winger that gets man of the series for the New South Wales Blues in a series they lost 2-1. He scored a grand total of one try in it. For a winger to score one try in three games to get player of the series... That just tells you everything you need to know about this guy. That is unbelievable. He's also just 25 years old. 
It is wild. And you have a look at, you know, this Origin Series, a series they lost. They were on the, the back foot the whole time. Three games, one try. He had 10 tackle breaks, two line breaks. He had 70 touches of the ball for 211 metres average per game. 211 metres he averaged per game. I mean, once again, that is better than what Blake Ferguson did in a general NRL career that we all fell over ourselves. Brian Toto was doing this in a New South Wales side that lost the first two games, got blown off the park 26 to 26-18, 32-6. He only scored one try. He only had two line breaks. And they're the sort of metres he's running for. The three games, post-contact metres, 60-60-102. That means he's averaging about 75 post-contact metres per game, actually 80 post-contact metres per game in state of origin. And it's not like he's just burst onto the scene and people are just realising who he is and the sort of player he is. He's got a target on his head from the very start that says you need to slow him down. Once again, you have a look at Blake Ferguson. Blake Ferguson, that year he exploded, averaged 200 run metres throughout the year. Look at, look at Brian Tott in his last three Origin Series. These are Origin Series, not NRL. These are the best of the best that are, you know, that have got the best kickers, the best defenders, everything in rugby league that makes it hard for Brian Tott to make metres. He's averaged 218 run metres in his first Origin Series, 201 run metres in his next Origin Series, and 211 run metres in his next Origin Series. His lowest Origin Series for average run metres. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. was 201. That's the same as Blake Ferguson that year that he blew it away and we all thought, how amazing is this? Look at his total run metres, the three Origin Series. He's played every game. 655 in 2021, 605 in, in 2022, and 635 in 2023. That is incredibly consistent over three seasons, three Origin Series, where the Blues haven't done overly well as well. Let's be perfectly fucking honest here. Um, they've only won three of those nine games, four of those nine games, sorry. And they're the sort of numbers he is throwing out. He's an absolute freak, Brian Todd. I've been saying it for a long time. And look, to be honest with you, this isn't a I told you so. This is a if you are still underappreciating this guy and if you still think there is guys before him, whether it be Josh Mansell, whether it be Blake Ferguson, Manu Vatavai, these guys that, oh, they did this as well. They didn't. And you need to wake up and start realizing it. And you know what? Before Wendell, Lottie, there was Eric Growth Sr. There was these other guys back then who Wendell and them took it to a new level, but the people then would have said, no, 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 they're not on that same stage as the guru back then. No way. This is how rugby league evolves. This is the beauty of it. The current champions were watching the champions 20 years ago, watching their game, taking bits and pieces out of it, and then advancing it on and moving it to that next level. And in 20 years' time, there will be another winger who is probably going to average 250 run metres per game with the way rugby league is going, which is astronomical. But it would not shock me at all with how a game is getting faster and faster and the expectations of wingers are getting higher and higher. 
It is just crazy how it advances. But Brian Toto, it's fantastic to see him get rewarded for this. A wing-out winning man of the series for the New South Wales Blues in a series they lost and a series that he scored one try. It tells you a lot about this guy and the sort of character he is and why the Penrith Panthers have made him as one of the priorities to keep in this side. You go and have a look at his grand final experience and whatnot over the last few years. I don't have the numbers directly in front of me, but I would guarantee you that in all the grand finals over the last few years, Brian Toto, biggest games of the year, once again, he's not just doing it in the regular season season, like Blake Ferguson did when he killed it. He's doing it year on year in the biggest games of the year. Let's have a look at the grand final last year. The Panthers won that one 28 points to 12. He scored two tries in that game, which is pretty good. Uh, but the stuff that I care about is his run meters. Last year's grand final, Brian Toto went for 299 run meters, and his post-contact was 93 meters. In that grand final, he ran for 100 meters more than what Blake Ferguson did on average that year that blew our minds. Uh, let's go back to the grand final before that and have a look at it. And I apologize to the people that have already realized this and have already taken it in. You probably have if you've been listening to this podcast, to be fair. But I still think people sleep on it. You know what? The grand final before that, he only ran for 238 run meters, which for him, it's probably a little bit low, to be honest with you. But 238 run meters, I expected him to do more. For the expectation I have for Brian To'o to run for more than 240 meters in a grand final that is 14 points to 12 is unbelievable. Post-contact meters in that game, 81. The most for the Penrith Panthers in that game. And I would assume the most for the Rabbitohs as well. Let's have a look. Uh, post-contact meters. Yeah, the best for the Rabbitohs was Tavita Totola at 50. Brian Toto, he's a very, very special footballer. Do not let what he is doing pass by you. I don't know if he can do this for an entire career. Science would tell you that his body simply cannot maintain it, but the period of time that he has already maintained this for is just second to none compared to everyone else that has ever played our game before. It is not even close. He is going to set a new standard, which the guys that are coming through now, especially at the Penrith Panthers, are going to be watching, and they're going to be trying to take that to a new level, and eventually... Someone will. It's how rugby league works. It, it's how our game evolves, and it's the beauty of it. Protect our history 100%. Respect our history, but also respect what the guys are doing directly in front of your eyes, and don't let it pass by you because you refuse to accept it. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.